It's just uh, yeah. If I drive, if I'm going anywhere outside of Austin, I just rent a car. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, when we obviously when we drove to the Grand Canyon, I, I rented a car, and and yeah. mostly it's it's going to Houston is when I rent a car. And of course, if you fly somewhere, you got to rent a car if you want a car. Right. So, um, I think it's probably time for you to get a new car anyway. Except, well, that's my that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you need to get. What's that? You need to get a dick magnet. That's what I need, man. <laughs> I, w- I want a convertible. I, I I I've only I've had one once. I don't know if I ever told you the story. Uh-huh. My my grandmother died, and so she left me some money. So I had I bought a convertible. It was a Mustang convertible. It was a little older. Yeah, um, but still, it was and, a convertible. Uh, right, man. And I, so it's like I think that was in ninety. Let's see. I was working in Bay City. It was ninety three, ninety four, maybe. So okay. Um. Anyway, I bought it in October. Uh. And you know, drove it. And it's it's winter when I get it, of course. But you know, uh, in Texas, you can have the top down a lot of days. I had the top down in December and January. Sure. I mean, of course. And so, anyway, it was in March. I'm driving down this big hill, and there's a convenience store at the bottom. I get almost to the bottom, and this guy pulls out of the parking lot right in front of me. Oh, I shit. T-bone him. Mm. Total total the car. So right. I had a convertible for six months in the winter. Ah, oh, damn. And then, of course, the, ins- the insurance, his insurance paid off, but it, it paid the blue book value of the car, which was, not, which was a little more than half of what I paid for it. Right. Ah, uh, that sucks. Oh my it god! It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were basically upside down on the loan of this car, or did you pay cash? Well, I, I oh, paid that's cash right. on. Yeah, because you had the but, inheritance. Okay, but yeah, basically so, I mean, you lost half your money. Yeah. After a good forty percent of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Sucks. After six months, uh-huh. right before summer came, and so anyway, it's always been the dream to have another convertible one day. But the, the other thing right. is when you have a convertible, you're just constantly checking on it because anyone could break into it so easily. Well, and you're just like constantly or, or just vandalize it, you know. I don't know. I When I had it, I was constantly worried about it. So I don't know if it's really that okay. great or not. Well, I think you didn't have it long enough to where you got to that point where you didn't give a shit. Right. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. cause after a well, while, you just stop worrying because you know, hey, I've got insurance. Fuck it. Right. That's what I need to do is if I get one, <laughs> I just need to insure it. Yeah. Just insure it, you know, uh, you know fully. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. And if somebody fucks with it, so what? Right. So anyway, I'm going through this whole thing with the, the computer, doing the stuff that it's doing. The cars now need some attention. Right. Um, I I the the pants that I wear to work, my dress pants for work. Uh, mm-hmm. the 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 button, not the button, but you know, it has a little hook and eye that closes it. <clears throat> kind of. I've had them for a long time. They got kind of messed up. I had a backup pair. An okay. old pair. So I'm wearing an old pair of pants going, I really need to get online and order me a new <laughs> pair of pants. You know, because yes. I got a special order pants because I'm short. And sure. um, it's just like, Jesus, I just want to lay my head down and rest for a few minutes. <laughs> I, I have all these things I should should address, and I just keep putting it off and yeah. not doing anything but I watch mean, TV and movies. Right. Well, I mean, Lodger, look at. <laughs> you're you're at a point in your life where you're, you're making more money than you've ever made in in 
in your life, and and, and it's good money, right? Yeah. So but I'm you need also to have good credit card debt. Okay, I understand, but you need <laughs> you need to order a good, you know, seven pairs of pants that you find reliable and good, and <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Of course, I, I'm one to talk. I'm really bad about shopping for myself, so I, I have no room to talk at all. I mean, if it weren't for Sierra, I, you know, half of the clothes I, I, you know, wear I wouldn't have. You know, <laughs> I'd still be wearing shirts from 1990. You know, that kind of right. Shit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I don't like to shop either, and and you know, like. And I'm a big guy, so of course I have to look for big clothes. I can't just run down to the Walmart and get a pair of pants. That will not work for me. I'm, I'm right. big and I and my legs are squanty. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you, yeah. It's so, not like you can go to the big and tall shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so it, it's just you know it's just a it's just a matter of taking the time to and it wouldn't take that long, but it's just a matter of like I get home from work and do you think I think oh let's get on the computer and order some clothes? No, I don't. I know. I'm just like, yeah. ah, I'm going to watch Wheel of Fortune. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm the last person to lecture you about uh, time management. <laughs> That's for sure. I, so. Right. I, yeah. Mine's the, mine is the worst mm. uh, in my personal life. In my professional life, I'm pretty good at it. In my personal life. Of course. I just, I, I will put something off. Dude, I think I've told you this. I own like 50 towels. I use one <laughs> towel a week. All right. I have enough to last for a year. I'm down to <laughs> one left. But do you think I'm out doing towels, you know, washing my towels right now? Yeah. I'm like, dude, no. dude, you could just carry 12 of them and you'd have enough for three months. Just go wash 12 of them. Right. But no. No, that's it's, not happening. It's just not happening. Okay. What are you well, gonna do? I mean, all right. I mean, okay. On some level, I know that you know you don't have a washer and dryer in the apartment, and so it it requires extra effort. I know you have. A, it does. I mean, you do have a laundromat in your apartment complex, but I mean, you live on the second floor. Granted, the laundry room is like right next door to your apartment. But it's, it is. It's still. It's an extra step, and 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 it's yeah. It's it's a little more complicated than yeah. Just walking to another room in your house and 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 throwing stuff into the washer, which is simple as hell. So um, right. Yeah. I mean, really. However, you know, I am lazy, but I, if I had a washer dryer in the house, I mean, it, they would get done. They would get still get done at the last minute. But okay. They, but they would get done. You know. But I just. Well, you, you know, know, it's just. Just you, a matter of dealing with the hassle of it, right? You know what would help with your laundry situation? You need to What's visit. That? You need to visit your parents more often. Well, that's where I <laughs> used to take my clothes and wash them there. I, I know, used to. I know. Put them in the car when I was single. Yeah. When I was single, yeah, I did. You know, I obviously I I did the same thing. So yeah. Well, uh, you know, you were well, you were single. Uh, you were single, and you were married, and then single for a long time, and then married again. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't take my clothes home between my first and current marriage. That's true. Oh, but all right, then. before then, <laughs> I, I was in my forties and taking my clothes home. I know, so, yeah, I know. You know, to Houston, hauling them to Houston to wash. 
Yeah, but you know, hey, I'm sure your mom was perfectly happy to to allow that to I happen. Mean, so you know. Yeah, I mean, I washed them. I did it. I didn't. I didn't go like, here, mom. Here's my laundry. No. You know, I washed my clothes. <laughs> right. You didn't foist it, was, it just, upon her. Of course not. <laughs> right. It was just nice that you know when I would go home and visit them, and and me and my parents just you know we would sit around and talk and watch TV. It wasn't like we, you know. Here at home, you know, we were just all at home, and so I would go do a couple loads of laundry while I was there. Not, not well, a big deal. No, nothing wrong with that. Even, even though you're forty. I know, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your mom was still happy to have you there, and she didn't care. She didn't. They okay. didn't. Yeah, they, that's true. Both your parents didn't care. So, so I didn't bring laundry <laughs> soap or detergent or or um. <laughs> Those things you throw in the dryer, okay. just assume that they would have that available. And of but, course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> All right. mm. Moms always have that shit. Right. <laughs> it's so funny how we how we 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 slipped and sloped here to uh, from. I know. I from, know. From non-working computers and car trouble to. <laughs> to laundry. Uh, laundry of moms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mm. man. Yeah, well, should funny. we go ahead and do the intro and just get this puppy going? Yeah, maybe we, we could do a show probably. less than two hours. It's only been a half hour now. Right now we're <laughs> we're, at, we're at eighteen minutes of uh, pre-show, and some of that okay. Some of that can be easily cut out, so no problem. Nah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, it's all, all right, in. Man. It's all in. It's yeah. Why? Why? You know, you work hard on this show. You edit. You you post. You do all the hard work of this show. Well, you... For God's sakes, don't spend a lot of time editing out the fact that I watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> anyone listen, anyone who's listened to one show knows that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, talk to any talk to any guy, and <laughs> yeah, they're all gonna say that. Yeah, that they look at porn. It's kind of like asking them, "Do you breathe?" <sighs> Right. I don't go to like the weird German shit on me porn sites or anything like that. Of course you, you don't. Know. Right. Uh, of course I never, never even seen something like that. <laughs> wouldn't know. Wouldn't even know how to find it. Right. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> of course not. Of course not. No. Yeah. No, that's. Uh... <laughs> Isn't it just German shit on me dot com? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. yeah. I was. There I was mean, a, I think it wasn't. Nothing could be worse. Uh, nothing could be worse than two girls in a cup. Oh yeah. You know, I've never even actually been a. I watched the first couple seconds of that, and I'm like, no, I'm. I know better than to even. No, I'm not gonna try on this one. Yeah. You know, that's one of those videos you're I, going. Please let that be. You know, some fudge. Is, yeah. Please Isn't that let, chocolate ice? Please let that be please chocolate, let that be ice, chocolate cream. ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think there's a, there's a bit by, um, is it Richard Jenny? You know, the, the late comedian, there was a bit he did that was like, you can find any kind of porn you want. Right. And it was like something about like, um, Show me, you know, uh, goat porn, and and the computer will be like, uh, specify what breed of goat you oh, want. <laughs> wow, yeah. He, although he told it way better than that. That was paraphrasing <laughs> and not telling it as well as he did. Right, yeah. Never, uh, yeah. B- 
bestiality just uh yeah that that uh that just doesn't do it for me <laughs> oh yeah i don't get it actually i think it was even if you like porn that's like goats on fire when you google it google says specify breed of goat <laughs> <laughs> or, or something like that anyway oh, that's funny all right all right you, you ready to start this bad boy sure let's do it all right i think it's my turn is it not it is indeed. All right, I'm ready to go. Okay. I'll just count it down. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> In three, two, one. podcast weird from the live music capital of the world austin texas the city that brought you harry knowles and ain't it cool news huts hamburgers raul's toy joy greater tuna sandy's frozen custard mm. the blanton museum and the world's largest urban population of mexican free-tailed bats it's a slippery slope the podcast with the dazed and confused, Mark Browner and Lodger. Hello. Almost got lost at the end. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Uh, yeah. Good. I like Toy Joy. I do, too. I, I, I think it's still around. Yeah. Um, I don't think the one on uh, Guadalupe is open the one anymore, by... though. Well, no, on no. On the drag, yeah. I think it has moved to like Third Street or something. Oh, okay. And I, um, we were gonna go one time. It's been a couple of years already. We were gonna go one time, and parking was such a nightmare that we ended up not going. Wow. And that's um, a problem. I, and I thought they had closed, and then someone else told me no, they're still there. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember. And, yeah, going there. When I lived on West Avenue, you know, like about a block south oh, yeah. of, of where Central Market is, I could walk to Toy Joy on the drag, and uh, yeah, I used to love that place. I mean, you could you could browse in there for you know at least an hour, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, you know, when um when I when I first moved here and my nephews were young. And, mm-hmm. and then since, since then, my sister's popped out a couple more kids and her kid, a couple of her, one of her kids <laughs> has popped out kids. Anyway, okay. when, when they would come to visit, it, Toy Joy was on the list of places they had to go. And I, after, for a while, I got kind of tired of it, but. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I can see that, you know, after a certain period of time, you uh, could get tired of uh, searching for uh miniatures of uh unpopular ex-presidents <laughs> <laughs> exactly um yeah the, do you remember those i don't okay. oh yeah okay. i don't need the millard fillmore action figure <laughs> right in action figure <laughs> yes the in action figure yeah those are uh, those are great. You know, within uh, with the, I guess it was within the last couple of years uh, when my nephew was visiting one time. Uh, mm-hmm. We we I don't remember how we we came across what made us think of it, but we g- googled territories. We were up. We were in in the city doing something, eating, probably having dinner or something. Yeah. And we ended up googling territories, and territories has reopened. Hmm up north and 
when I was there a couple of years ago, that store was as good as the old Toy Joy. Oh, okay. I thought the even better actually. Well, I thought Terra Toys were a little more upscale and and pricey toys, but you know, well, I haven't been there, so I I couldn't really say one way or the other. Well, that. I think that's what they used to be. You know, they used to be down on Congress, I think, and they mm-hmm. used to be more like um, uh, eco toys or whatever. You know, hand more right. handmade toys and more more specialized kind of things. Yeah. But maybe they realized with Toy Joy going through a transformation that there there was an opportunity to open a toy store that was similar to Toy Joy, and they mm. had a ton of stuff. We should okay. go sometime. So because, and see because uh-huh. it was really great. Cool. So are you telling me that you can't get a uh, a hemp action figure anymore? <laughs> I, you probably can. <laughs> I don't think they ever had that, but uh, you never know. You can get the game of stoned life. <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> yes, the hemp action figure, fun for kids and adults. <laughs> the game of hemp. Hemp life. Spin the wheel. Oh, man. I'll do it later. <laughs> cool. It just goes round and round, man. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I used to like the fact that I had a um, a Toy Joy and a uh, Half Rights Books within walking distance of where I live. That's what I miss about uh, not living in central Austin anymore. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, I've lived over here. I live over here by where a lot of college kids live off campus. Right. But there's nothing in the area I live. There is nothing really cool here. Mm. You know, there's there's not a there's not even a cool bar, really. Although Emo's is close now. And I think that other bar we went to, the Grizzly Hall, Mm -hmm. if it's still there. Right. Are cool and fairly close. But. This area used to be students and Hispanics, and so there there weren't a lot of of rock bars or you know any stores or anything. I mean, even right. over here now, where where I live, there is no there's no restaurant that's like a I'll say Bennigan's since they're no longer business. You know, there's no restaurant mm-hmm. that's like a Bennigan's. There's the the nicest. There's a couple places over here that are are nice sit down restaurants, but if you want something like a Bennigan's, Threadgill's is the closest place, and it's a couple miles away on the other side of the freeway. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's relatively close, but it's just it's yeah. It's not like something you could just stroll across the street and and be there. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's a funny thing about uh, East Riverside is it's you know it's kind of goes in in cycles and and what's available in that area and and. Right now, you're you're in that gentrification cycle, and things are coming in. It's just you know you're you're still not at that you know that peak. I mean, there's you know all those all those new condos and shit that have come in. Obviously, well, you're, right. you're going to see more and more you know good places that you can go to. Of course, I mean you're a little you're a little further down the road from that at the uh, yeah the apartment complex. Yeah, but I at, mean, but you know, so like. They, you know, by the condos by where I used to live, they've opened a uh, Chilantro, mm-hmm. which I haven't been to yet. They opened a um, Chipotle, which I found myself eating at two or three times recently. And I'm like, man, I used to hate Chipotle. And it's actually kind of good now. I think it's just different is what I like about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had a thing. I had a kind of a grudge against Chipotle for a while because, uh, I don't know, when they first uh, opened up in 
Austin, it seemed like every time I went there, it just ended up being a, a giant rice burrito. It was like some for some <laughs> for some reason an inordinate amount of rice ended up in my burritos, and I don't know, maybe hmm. just probably because I didn't know how to order properly. Oh, it's all your fault, man. Yes, but I've. <laughs> I've actually I've been recently and it was a good experience so I really can't say anything bad about it you know and and now that yeah, they, I, now that they've got the E. coli out of their uh, food chain uh, it's, it's yeah. definitely much better. Well, I you know I felt the same way the first time I went with a friend and we were getting something there and it's like you you had a choice of it's like Mexican food but it's like white rice and and you had a choice of pinto beans or black beans it just was like. This isn't Mexican food, dude. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what this is, but it's not Mexican food. Yeah, um, it's, it's, so it wasn't what I expected, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's gentrified Mexican food. It really is. It's, you know, in 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 uh Texas we have Tex-Mex and this seems like California Mex. Like some, <laughs> right. Some douchey California person was like, "Oh, we'll we'll do burritos, but we'll have nice white rice and pintos and Yeah. um you know, anyway. Well, I guess, yeah. They well, they did start in California, didn't they? Chipotle. Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, so, you know, some <laughs> conglomerate owns them now. The same people who own, I don't know what, own them now, I'm sure. Um, Exxon And Mobile? then, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, there's, like, uh, they opened a Verts Kablap, but now they just call it Verts. <laughs> Kablap? Isn't that what it was called? I think it's, it, ka it's Kebap. Kablap. Kebab, whatever. <laughs> I like. They took that I, off. I like have, your. I like yours better. No, you're right. They did. They took the kebab off, and now it's just verts. And now it's just verts. Yeah. Which I've only been there once, and it was so complicated. I was like, no, I'm not coming <laughs> back here. It's too fucking complicated. You know why they call um, it? You know why they call it verts? Because because uh, they're vertical. No, because <laughs> thirty minutes after you eat it, you're going vert. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's probably true as well. <laughs> well, uh, huh. yeah, Sierra and I used to go to uh, Verts here in Round Rock, and uh, yeah, we liked it enough. Uh, just for some reason, we haven't been back lately. Of course, now that she's keto, I mean, you know, it kind of takes the whole PETA thing out of the equation. So, right, of course, yeah, I guess, she has to be so careful. Of course, I guess you can get a uh, Verts salad which has the 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 meat mixed with lettuce and stuff I, if i'm not mistaken i think that's right you probably can yep and um and then of course they open to a place that she definitely can't go and my favorite <laughs> okay. fast food type restaurant in the world which yes. is raising canes oh my god uh, i fucking love raising canes yeah They're so good yes they oh. are <laughs> when they opened one just a couple miles from my house, I was like, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wow, that's, that's, they opened on, that's quite a statement. They opened, on Jan they opened on January 31st. It's Today we're recording. It's February 24th, so that's 24, mm -hmm. 25 days. I have been there five times since they opened. Wow, okay. Well, you yeah, I you, love. You've been there a lot. You haven't necessarily overdone it. No, every five days or so, six right. chicken strips. That's not so bad with fries and coleslaw. No, um, sounds delicious. But have you ever had Raising Cane's? Yes. I think there's oh, one in okay. uh, Cedar Park or something. That's uh, semi-close. Yeah. Semi there were a few to, around town. Yeah, semi-close to us. I mean, not enough to where we're going to go every, well, we're certainly not going to go every five days now. But I guess if I wanted to, uh, maybe once a, once a week or so, possibly. 
Yeah. Probably I, um, not. You know, I used to drive. They have one out in Bee Cave, and they have one out uh, by campus. And I, it, both of those are about 15, 20 minutes from my house. And I used to drive mm. every every couple of weeks. I would drive to one of those because I just couldn't go another day without. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Really? Big fan. Big fan of Raising Cane's. No, yeah. Hell yeah. I have nothing bad to say about Raising Cane's. Well, we're talking about restaurants. You know, mm-hmm. normally towards the beginning of the show, I, I we do our um, people who've died this week. Right. Um, and there's only two that I have on my list this week, and one of them is a restaurant, and that is uh, – we just saw this today. I'm, I don't know if you saw it on uh, Facebook, but apparently Maria's Taco Express is going to close. Oh, where is Did that? you see that? No, I didn't see that. That is on – it's on Lamar, mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of south. It's right in, It's right in, next door pretty much to Matt's El Rancho. Oh, okay. It's just it's just right next to it. And right. I, I'm not a big fan of Matt's El Rancho. I've only been there a couple times, and both times I wasn't I, – I didn't think it was that great. Uh, yeah, but, well, um, that's because Matt's is that, you know, that old-school Tex-Mex – that uh, was very popular in, you know, I don't know, the 1950s. I don't right, know. <laughs> yeah. To the 70s. It, it's just, I mean, mm. maybe, you know, there are people who love it. Maybe I ordered the wrong thing or maybe I expected too much. Mm. Maybe I thought it was going to be just amazing and it's just typical. But yeah, no, I've never, I don't, I think, you know, a couple times I went there and I couldn't even finish the rice and beans. I was like, ugh. Right. Um, but anyway. Well, that's Maria's kind of, Tacos Express. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was diverting off because I'm slippery sloping. I was thinking I would. Oh. I would compare Matzel Ranchi. I mean, El Ranchi. <laughs> now I can't say it right. Matzel Rancho. Rancho. To to uh, like El Patio on the drag. That's it's it's right. like a, it's like a restaurant that's been there forever, and it's that just that old school Tex-Mex, the kind of Tex-Mex that Cactus Pryor would like to go to. And a matter of fact, he did. Go, <laughs> he could be seen quite a few times per, at uh, El Patio. I think I went in there one time, and he was sitting in a corner booth. But I could have dreamed it. Oh wow! But, uh, <laughs> but that was a long time ago. Uh, I don't even. Is Cactus Pryor still alive? No, he died a few years ago. I don't know okay. who he is. I've only heard you talk about him. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, uh, you know, a, a big uh, radio and possibly TV personality in the probably in the sixties, seventies, you know, eighties, even into the 90s here in austin yeah here in austin here in austin yeah 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 yeah. here in austin let me say that one more time here in austin okay so anyway forget about that you were talking about maria's taco express it's just a little it's a taco place and i i think it's it's known more for its breakfast than anything in fact they do breakfast and lunch and they they're open a couple nights of the week because they have um, live music or i think they have um, bingo on a couple nights or whatever. Oh. But mainly, it's known for breakfast. Okay. Um, and then it's 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 close to my work, but not super close. Like if I take an hour lunch, it takes about fifteen minutes to get there and fifteen minutes to get back, so I can you know I have a half hour to eat, which is plenty. Okay. Um, so I, I used to go every few weeks, and then I, I for some reason I haven't been for like three years. And the other day I was like. Oh. It was just last last week. I was like, man, I haven't been to Maria's for a long time. I'm going to go there. Right. And so I, I went – I actually looked at the menu online, and, and there was a couple because they have like a big menu with on a chalkboard. And so I was like, if I look online, I'll know what I want before I get there. So 
figured out what I wanted, went there, and um, food was amazing. It was really good. And mm. uh, then today, today I read online that be, they're they're closing because, of course, somebody wants to buy that property and they're offering a pretty penny for it. Okay. Um, because it's you know prime Lamar real estate, and uh, they were saying that Maria. Maria was saying that um, last year her taxes on that property were $50,000. Oh, my God. And, wow. Yeah. And I, I could see how, you know, even though they're very popular, you know, you're trying to run a little Mexican restaurant. That's just crazy. That is uh, that that's an enormous tax burden. But I guess the the value of the property is such that wow I can't even imagine what the property value would have to be in I think order it said, for the, I, for the, the the property taxes to be that much. I think in the article I read it said that I can't remember what she paid for the property um, mm -hmm. many years ago, but that it was worth two point two million now. Wow. Okay. So it'd be hard not to sell it and just get out at, at a certain point. It's like, right. I can be a millionaire or I can sell tacos. And she was saying she didn't make enough money last year to even pay her own salary. Holy crap. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. So, I mean, it's in her best interest. I mean, more than likely she's going to reopen somewhere else where the property values aren't so high that uh, she well, can actually make a living, huh? Yeah. Well, if they're if if they're giving her two million dollars, oh. I'm taking the money and I'm not opening another oh. restaurant until I have to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what you know her motivations are. Right. If, if in fact Maria is the owner of this place. Well, she is. Um, okay. So it is. Uh, right. uh, well, someone is the owner. Maybe Maria is her nickname. I don't know. Maybe, but okay. um, there is a woman. There is a woman who owns it. Um, you know, and it's a little hole in the wall place. It's nothing fancy or spectacular. Yeah. And the food's good. It certainly isn't the best Mexican food I've ever had or anything. Mm -hmm. But it's good. And right. um, and it's a cool little. You know, it's like in an uh, an old. Uh, it's probably in an old house. And, you know, it's got wooden floors and it's very laid back and Austin-y. You know, mm -hmm. it's definitely got an Austin feel to it. You know, one of those places where there's bumper stickers on the wall and, yeah. you know, it's really laid back. So Right. It definitely has that, um, that and, authentic Austin feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, you know, I've tried to go there one Saturday morning and the line was out the door for a block, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but that was a couple of years ago. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe she will open up again somewhere. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, she may end up moving to a place where you know prop property values aren't crazy high. She, for all we know, she right. op she opens up in uh, Round Rock or something, kind of like uh, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but you know where Nutty Brown Cafe is, right? Where it used to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was on the on the road to uh, uh, Wimbo. Well, Dripping Springs, Wimbo. Yeah, well, yeah, Dripping Springs before, yeah, ostensibly, and then yeah, you can get to Wimbo from there. That's true. Have they closed recently? Nutty Brown yeah. Cafe. Okay. Well, well, I don't know if it's closed yet, but I'm pretty sure it is because they relocated it. Okay. Well, yeah, it's relocating, but it's actually going to Round Rock in a piece of property not very far from IKEA in. What used to be a park right on the access <laughs> road, right on the access road of I-35. So I, you know, I'm waiting to see 
when this grand opening is going to happen. I, I yeah, I haven't heard anything lately, but I was like, wow, that's interesting because you know, n- not only is is it a cafe, a Nutty Brown Cafe was actually a a pretty good sized music venue with a big stage, right? The one on the on the road to uh, dripping. So if the same thing happens with you know the new location that's supposedly opening in Round Rock, that could be a pretty big deal. So we'll see how that goes. Right. I mean, right. I, don't, I don't think those yeah, plans that... have changed. And I don't know why. I can't remember now why it it closed on out there on seventy one uh, or two ninety or whichever it was. Um, yeah. Because um, you know it's still around where there wasn't a whole lot of stuff there. I I think the I think they're building some subdivisions near there, and the neighbors were complaining about the noise or something. I uh, can't remember now, but but they per I did usual. read that they're, yeah. they right. It's like I did people, read they were closing and opening a new one. Right. For all I know, the yeah the Round Rock plan is still going forward. So I'll keep yeah you, I'll keep, and, yeah I'll keep you posted on that. Okay, because, yeah, yeah, I'm not 100% sure the one south has even closed yet, but it was my understanding that it closed a couple months ago, but Hmm. uh, I could be be totally wrong on that. Well, that that, that may well be. I haven't been out that direction for, gosh, I I can't even remember the last time I was out there. It's probably been more than six months, so I wouldn't know one way or the other. Right, yeah, I think the last time I was out that way was whenever the last time, didn't you and me and Sierra go out there? I can't remember now. What? Uh, oh, no. Probably. I, no. No? Was I with you? Maybe I was with my parents and we, when they were visiting one time. We went out there after it flooded just within the last year or so. Uh-huh. Um, and and w- no, we didn't. I'm imagining things, so never mind. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. I don't know if it's been since you and Sierra's wedding. Since um, I've been out to Wimbo area. That's possible. Or, that was three years ago. Yeah, that's not that long ago, but long enough. Right. Uh, yeah, it's very possible that we had, I don't know, we went there in eight. Uh, yeah, I don't. Can't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. Well, the last time, maybe it was with my parents. We drove out there one time within the last couple of years. Uh-huh. But that may have been before you got married. Um, okay. Don't know. Hmm. So. Right. And what, well, you, um, you were talking about, it was right around the time that Wimberley flooded? Yeah, but it may have not been this last flood, which was horrific. It may have been when it flooded a few years ago, and and the water just got high, but it it wasn't oh okay. horrible. Okay, okay, got it. Because I don't, yeah, I definitely didn't go out there after it was so horrific. In fact, we, you and I, talked about going out there, and then thought maybe we shouldn't because it would be just like looking at people's troubles yeah in the way oh yeah because it was so it was devastated out there right nobody wants to be a tourist uh to disaster right yeah yeah i mean you do but if you if you have some common sense you won't (laughs) right or i mean or any shred of stories of decency well, you know, I mean, the stories yeah. were so horrible, and you know, you and I love right. the Seven A Ranch out there. True, and um, and we had heard that it had totally taken buildings away, and you mm-hmm. know, had just, and so of course you're curious, right? Just how, just that sounds terrible, but you're curious, just how horrible was it? You know, well, you, you kind of want to see it with your own eyes. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we have history with that place, and so it's probably. More concern, I mean, certainly curiosity mixed in with it, but certainly concern about, 
Well, you know, losing part of your history. Right, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Okay, wow. Well, so yeah, let's move, <laughs> How do we get move on to... All right. I know. Speaking of losing part of your history, our other person that died uh, this week, uh-huh. or the only person that died that I felt was uh, someone that was relative to things we talk about. Okay. Um, you know, we're fixing to get into our Twin Peaks every week thing yeah and uh, i think you i think you should let we need to like lay down a little bit of twin peaks music underneath when we start talking about it maybe just 10 15 seconds of the down down down, down. okay i can arrange that uh, under under the under the beginning of our twin peaks section of the show <laughs> okay i'll uh, <laughs> i'll work on that so, okay just so, a, um, a few seconds that to where i'm not uh, Infringing upon any copyright issues. Exactly. Maybe you'll have to Google what's the illegal allowable amount of music yeah. before you have to pay a fee. Right. So, um, yes. Anyway. Some people say 30 seconds, but uh, that's debatable, so we'll see. Well, there's also the fair usage thing. I mean, we True. are talking about and hyping the show, so really, if they want to F with us for using a few seconds of the music... Dude, I'm hyping your show. What good, the fuck, man? Good anyway. point. We're we're like we're like one of the best advertisements for this reboot of uh, Twin Peaks. So if anybody it's wants true, to complain man. about that, they're they're out of their skulls. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So they're, pos- so now they're to possessed. They're the possessed by Bob. News, to the, oh, sorry. Go to ahead. To the horrible sad news that yeah. um, uh, Dr. Haywood, Warren Frost. That's right. I remember. And you know, yeah, you posted something about that, and I was like, "Oh, man, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah." Warren Frost. And what's what was kind of interesting about that is I don't know if I've ever heard this before. I'm sure maybe I did, but mm-hmm. you know, the the person who created um, Twin Peaks with David Lynch is a guy named Mark Frost. He's right. done other TV shows as well. Yes. And Warren Frost was his father, and right. I didn't know that. You know, I had never heard. I don't think I've heard that. I don't think I had heard that either until recently when I was just doing some reading and ran across that. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it kind of struck me. I was like, wow, how come I didn't know that before? Yeah, why didn't I snap to that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, cause, and it's funny because Dr. Hayward is like one of the most normal people on the show. He's very, <laughs> he's you know, he's very laid back and, and steady. He's not, you know, there's nothing crazy about Dr. Hayward. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like you, if you took Marcus Welby, MD, and transplanted him to a crazy world, <laughs> that's what you would have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, Chris, yeah. Our, he was the normal guy in town. Our millennial uh, listeners are going. Who the hell is Marcus Welby, MD? <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Whatever. But, I vaguely uh, know who he was, but... Yeah, I, I just remember the show when I was a little kid, my parents watching it. But anyway, that's beside the point. The whole real point is that Warren Frost is no longer with us, so we've lost another Twin Peaks veteran. And of course, like um, Miguel Ferrar and... Mm-hmm. Catherine Coulson, the log lady, yeah. um, apparently had, you know, uh, they've finished filming Twin Peaks, so right. there wasn't any, you know, uh, he's in the show. I believe he's in the reboot. Warren Frost is? Yeah. And yeah. all the, uh, all his scenes were filmed, of course, before he passed away, so. Well, that's that's good. It would have been really difficult to film him after he <laughs> passed away. Right. That would really suck. It'd be very boring. 
Right, yeah. Hey, listen to me. I'm making light of someone's death. <laughs> that's kind of kind of wrong. I, I apologize to everyone out there in podcast land. So, yeah. Hey, we're, we're, um, oh, but since you're talking about Twin Peaks and David Lynch, and this is something I yeah. was thinking about recently, it was 10 years ago, not that, uh, you know, not necessarily to the day, but 10 years ago, uh, myself, Tim Christensen, and Christiane, uh, went to go see Inland Empire, the David Lynch film. Ah, the uh, mm. three-hour-long David Lynch film, Inland Empire, at the Paramount Theater. And uh, the, oh, really? And the wonderful thing about that is that the uh, uh, David Lynch was in attendance and introduced the film and uh, talked about it afterwards. Took some questions. And then uh, gave a uh, a long talk on transcendental meditation. So it was it was an interesting evening to remember. And uh, uh, what was funny is that uh, uh, Christiane smuggled in two bottles of wine in her purse. And so <laughs> by the end of the three hour film, we were we were all pretty toasty. That's for sure. And oh wow, wow! Hiding our bottles of wine from uh, the ushers. But it was almost—it was almost like they were—they were pretending not to see because we were—we were, we were kind of obvious about sneaking wine uh, while we were watching the film. But uh, you know, the uh, the weird thing about it is, you know, when you're when you're a little tipsy and you're watching a movie that's interminably long and uh, is also extremely dense. At, at some point in time, you kind of lose touch with what is you know reality and what is fantasy. <laughs> kind of move, moving in and out of consciousness because uh, you've probably seen Inland Empire, and uh, oh yeah, it's 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 long it's and it's a little it, hard to follow. It messes with your head. It's um, difficult watching, yeah. right? It is Dif- difficult viewing. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, you know the, the the cast of it's pretty stellar if you think about it. Lots of lots of uh, David Lynch veterans of one kind or another. I mean, what like yeah. Laura Dern, Jeremy Irons. Who's going to be in the yeah. Laura Dern is going to be in the Twin Peaks reboot. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's bringing in people from other projects into this. So I absolutely, look, I look yeah. Forward to that. So yeah, Jeremy Irons is in Inland Empire. Plays Laura Dern's husband, I believe. In that, Justin Thoreau. Have you ever heard of him? I can't remember what I've yeah. ever seen him in before. I can't either. Yeah. He's an odd. It's a he's an odd looking guy too. Not yeah. attractive. Well, and uh, okay, and uh, Grace Zabriskie again. Of course, she's been in so many David Lynch projects. You, you'd be kind of disappointed if you didn't see her in uh, something he does. Something yeah. that he does. Yeah, definitely. And Harry Dean Stanton, who's been in a few. Lynch films. Who will Diane Ladd, of course, as you remember her from at least oh, yeah. at least a couple of other uh, Lynch films. Uh, Wild Laura at Heart. Laura Dern's mom. Yeah, Laura Dern's mom. Exactly. So, and of course, oh, the whole reason I w- I wanted to run through the cast list. Scott Coffee. You and I know you know Scott Coffee because of yeah. the short film that he did, Gray Matter, that we showed on Loop TV all those years ago. And then, which and the tape. No mis- one knows where the copy is now. Yeah, it drives me nuts. The tape just mysteriously disappeared. How how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's a I mystery. I don't know. It's weird because it's called what's it called again? Gray matter. Gray matter. Yeah. And it's Scott Coffee and um, 
the girl who's in Mulholland Drive, she's blonde. Right. What's her fucking name? Uh, um, I don't know. I'm she's drawing Australian. A she's blonde. Um, oh, that's gonna drive me nuts now. Okay. Well, I can uh, um, I can do a I can do a um a quick IMDb, and we'll just edit Naomi out Naomi Watts. Oh, okay. There you go. Naomi Watts. Right. So it's Scott Coffee, and I think it's Naomi Watts in in the Gray Matter. And it's a really cool short film that um, Scott Coffee made, and I think I got a copy of it when I was screening films for the Austin Film Festival. Mm-hmm. But that it may have been South by Southwest, one of the two. And okay. of course, uh, uh, snuck a copy of it, and uh, nice. And then um, <laughs> we showed it on Lube TV. I've never, you know, I haven't looked for a long time, but one time I looked online and could not find it anywhere. Oh, uh, it's not wow. even in his. I don't think it's even in his IMDb. Of course, it's been a long time. Maybe that's all changed, but yeah, maybe it's a great weird short film, and Lynch is in it too. Lynch plays a role in it, and it's just weird right. and filmed really interestingly. And I really loved it. And I, you have a copy of it on the master tape of one of the episodes of Lube TV where oh, we showed it. Well, that's true. So, but we've never just—I've uh, never made you just sit down and make me a copy like I should sometime. Okay, well, with a whip and uh, <laughs> I can easily do that. Now, I'll bet you that Scott Coffey filmed Gray Matter right around the time that Lynch was doing Inland Empire, and that's probably how Scott Coffey got access. What do you think about that? It's probably that's probably correct. Maybe a little beforehand. I'm not sure because because somewhere between um, Mulholland Drive and Gray Matter and um, Inland Empire. Inland Empire. Yeah. 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 Oh. Because Scott Coffee is also supposedly in Mulholland Drive, I believe, but his scenes got cut. Oh. Or maybe it's another movie. I don't know. On IMDb, it will say he's in a Lynch movie, and then scenes scenes. They don't say cut. What do they say? Scenes removed. Scenes deleted. Deleted. Yeah. 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 Now, when I went to IMDb, it did list him in there. I I don't recall seeing a subtext that said scenes deleted, but they may not necessarily uh, include all of that in information about cast members. On IMDb? I don't know. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. I should I should look again. Maybe I just scanned so quickly I didn't even notice. Okay, one one more thing about Inland Empire. Of all the wine that we drank while we were watching Inland Empire that night, I kept one of the corks, and I wrote on <laughs> it. I wrote on it with a permanent marker, Inland Empire, and I have that that cork around here somewhere. So <laughs> it's it's one of the you know I've got the the ticket for it, and and the cork. And so one day I'll put those in some sort of a display, or maybe I won't. Wow. So, you know, because it was significant to me, because Lynch was actually there. You know, I was in the same room with David Lynch. It was significant yeah, trying, to me. And I wanted I'm trying to, keep to re- a souvenir of that event and remember yeah, what it was yeah. like. Yeah. I'm trying to remember why I didn't go to that. And I think I either had plans that day or had to work or something. Mm hmm. Because I, I I obviously that's something I would have wanted to go to. Um, Definitely. Or yeah, I mean I don't know. I think we we I probably were in communication with each other around that time talking about it. But yeah, there was something that made it impossible for you to go. 
But uh, did you say that was ten years ago today? No, I said it was ten years ago, but not to the day. Uh, oh, okay. I could actually look up what the day was. I I still have the. Well, ticket. I mean, that's not a big deal, but I was just curious because where I where I was ten years ago, I was changing jobs. So this was January twenty fourth of two thousand seven. Hmm. Yeah, I was I I hmm. I just don't know. Okay. January twenty fourth is a weird date. That's. Like, nothing's going on then. I don't know what I would have been doing that I couldn't have gone. Maybe it was a matter of money, too. Maybe. Maybe. It's really weird. Um, the, the whole discussions we've had, I had I had a thing I wanted to mention, and then I realized, ooh, it somewhat relates to what you just said. Okay. Um, to what we were just talking about. So it's like it's like almost like two callbacks in one. Um hmm. The other day I was watching this this show, so not, not to make it a long story, but it's going to be anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's never happened before. <laughs> right? Yeah, there was a there was a there was a movie. It really wasn't a movie. There was a, a thing for t that was made for TV uh, in the seventies, and it was called The House Without a Christmas Tree. Do you remember that? Have you ever seen that? Um. Does it ring a bell? It does not ring a bell. No. Okay. Well, it was about this. It's set in the '40s. It's about this little girl who's uh, lives with his, her father and his grandmother. She wants a Christmas tree. She's about 11 or 12. She wants a Christmas tree. The dad doesn't want to get her a Christmas tree. And through the, it, it's almost like a play written for television. Um, through the story, you find out, you know, her mother has died, of course, and then and then that's why the dad doesn't want a Christmas tree. It reminds him of the dead mom and blah, 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 right? It's great fucking my, one of my favorite things of all time. They put it out on DVD about five years ago, and mm. I grabbed a copy of it and because and, I hadn't seen it for like 30 years, you know? And okay. um, it's just a really nice little Christmas story. Mm-hmm. So I... So of course, once I found it again, and I had totally forgotten about it. Uh, what was and what was really cool about it was when it began and like in the segments between commercials. So when a com- when it began and ended as a segment, it would start with this like construction paper uh, piece of art that would uh, morph into the uh, opening the scene picture, mm-hmm. the opening picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they would take like a frame of the open that's going to open the film portion and they would make a collage using construction paper, not a collage, uh, uh, a piece of art. I don't know what that would be called mm-hmm. using cut and paste. You know, they would cut and paste this thing that matched it. Right. And so they would start with that construction paper art and then it would fade into the the film that would start with that same scene anyway yeah it's hard to explain that's really hard to explain now that Um, reminds me of uh wild wild west but that's another story go ahead kind of like that yeah exactly like that only using a construction paper picture okay um Hmm. so so anyway after i saw after i bought this dvd and watched it again and it just made me you know i was like I feel like there were more of these. And so I got online and looked around and sure enough, there were other ones. There was one about Thanksgiving. There was one about um, Easter and there was one about Valentine's day. And in the, in, in the ensuing years, they have released all of those on DVD. So of course I have all of them, but I just got the Valentine's day and Easter ones. And since it was Valentine's day a couple weeks ago, uh, I kind of forgot about it, but a few days later I watched the Valentine's one. Hmm. 
And get, guess who's in the Valentine's one? There's two people that relate to things we've talked about. Wow, I, yeah. I, 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 I can't even begin to venture a guess. Well, one of them, um, I put it in, I start watching it, the cast comes up, and, there, and there's the name right. Richard Hatch. And I was like, oh, Richard really? Hatch? Wow. We were ju- he just died. We were just talking about him. <laughs> yes. And he plays like a, a substitute teacher. And, um, and then there's a, a thing where her um, dad has started dating this woman um, and she's a little, the little girl is a little bit upset about that. Cause you know, uh, even though it's been several years, she doesn't think her dad should be dating someone. And right. the person he's dating is, is, uh, played by Diane Ladd and she's great in this. It's called, uh, Addie and the King of Hearts. And Diane Ladd has this scene in it that is, it was just so great. She starts telling her life story to this girl mm-hmm. and you can feel feel that the little girl warm she's not a little girl she's like 14 but you can feel like you can feel it changing the little girl's whole opinion of her realizing she's a real person with the real uh, story and it's kind of a uh, sad story life story and all this and 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 because diane ladd of course plays the same kind of character she played on uh, alice you know that brassy loud uh-huh. you know right. blonde haired you know character right is this around that the she's s- kind of Around the same time period, like late seventies or what? right, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's almost the same character, only she pays a hairdresser instead of a waitress. <laughs> okay, but, but still you know, kind of so, brassy and sassy. Right, yeah. Okay, and you just you know if that if that was the woman your dad was dating, you'd be like, oh lord, if you were if you were a young girl. But then she she gets a chance to talk to to Addie, the the little girl, and she talks about how she had been married and how her husband died and mm-hmm. all this stuff it tells her life story. And it's just like five minutes in the middle of this m- movie or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's like the most amazing five minutes you've seen in a long time. And it's because Diane Ladd just takes this soliloquy she has and breaks uh, your heart with it where you fall in love with her too. Wow. And it's a really, it was a really great little performance. So, but it was really hmm. interesting because I wanted to mention it because, uh, Richard Hatch was in it. And yeah. then we started talking about twin peaks and you said Diane Ladd and I'm like, Oh my God, she was in that too. That's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. I mean, wow. R- like, Richard Hatch sing- had to be, pretty damn young at that point in time yeah he's i mean he's probably early 30s maybe you know late 20s to mid 30s right of course he plays a substitute teacher she has a crush on mm, um mm. okay and, <laughs> so, and he's really he's good in it too well i guess diane ladd's probably right around that same age uh, at that point in time, I think they've made her up to look a little older because oh, she's well, okay. she's a. I think she is a little older. She looks mm. more like you remember how she looked on. Did you ever watch Alice, the uh, TV show well, in Mel's Diner? And well, I didn't think Diane Ladd was actually in the TV show. She was in like the movie version. Alice doesn't live here. Oh, anymore. that's right. Yeah, she actually was in the TV show when you know the the Polly Holiday who played Flo had her own series spinoff for a while. Uh-huh. And when when Flo had her own spinoff series, then they hired a new waitress to take her place, and that was uh, played by Diane Ladd. Oh, really? So she kind of yeah. reprised, reprised her role, but as a different character, sort of. 
as a yeah i don't even i don't think it was the same character's name although at that time when i was a kid i hadn't seen the movie um which the movie alice doesn't live here anymore is phenomenal right um so she played she played a similar character but but a little more brassy for tv you know and a little less uh uh what do you want to say a little pornographic of course okay yeah (laughs) you know still ballsy but not ballsy yeah 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 still still brassy but not sassy or right uh, yeah (laughs) i don't know it's still sassy but not brassy maybe that's what it was okay maybe that's it yeah yeah, that's true because brassy refers to balls. I don't know. Right. You Whatever. usually Okay. It's usually with it's usually associated with ballsiness. You are correct, my friend. Mm, okay. <laughs> hey, um I realized that I have like one, two, three we have three, four shows yeah. that we both watch right. to talk about. Okay. There's a DVD I wanted to talk about. Okay. All right. Jesus. Well, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, there's some. You know, we can always carry it over to the next episode. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Let's talk. Um, uh, did you watch the um, the first Bates Motel of the new season? Of course. Yes. Now. Good this, stuff. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow. This is. I mean, wow. If you thought there was any hope for um, for Norman to be helped, well. All that is out the window. That is all oh, yeah. gone. This boy is, he is gone off the deep end. Man, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, it's really interesting because um, they've they've kind of started this new season, which is going to be the last season, yes. with uh, some time has passed since Norma died. Um, yes. Did you watch, did you watch the half hour catching you up yes i did before oh definitely yeah yeah um, man i i wrote like two paragraphs of stuff here i was just like i was holy just typing shit. away as i was watching it because because, because of the so catch much, up you know, or because of the episode both oh, okay. um, All yeah right. uh which i was like i was like for one thing it they need to catch up because it's been a year since the freaking it's only 10 mm. episodes every year and they wait a year and they make you wait like 10 months yeah. to see the new episodes it's frustrating it was it, it, a wish... very long hiatus while they were doing the 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 next this latest season right yeah it's totally um which they've done they've done that for a couple of years it's always it's always seemed like it's been except maybe the first two seasons it always yeah. seems like that you wait a year for the new season so the catch up was great mm-hmm. but the other thing what was great about kind of watching the catch up was um uh, the things that you had forgotten, like I totally forgot there was that whole thing at the beginning where it's where it's like you, you know, the whole thing is you don't know who's the, who's the evil person. Is Norma really evil, or is is it just that Norman thinks she's evil? Because yeah. like they make it they make it seem like Norma may have killed uh, Norman's father, right? Or it may have been him, and you don't really know which one of them. Yeah, the first season, you pretty much go through thinking that it was Norma who more than likely did it. But uh, right. it wasn't till like some season after that that, you know, they have a flashback of some sort that, you know, in fact, lets you know that, yeah, Norman did it and he is he is fucked up. Well, you know. But I mean, did he do it? Although we know he's the fucked up one now, but I mean, fucked up too, uh-huh. you know? 
Well, I mean, she's fucked up too. She is, but you know, not necessarily homicidally so. Of course, she did, you know, murder the guy who raped her. Of course, under similar circumstances, well, who wouldn't necessarily well, do that? But I mean, so they show you that she's capable of doing it. I mean, here's the yeah. thing that's really. You know, here's the thing that I was thinking. It's like, here, here's what I kind of wrote. Okay. Like Norma was a victim of incest and and Dylan is her son by her brother. Right. That's to- totally dark, totally unprecedented in TV history. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a storyline like that in a TV show. Well, in, except true. maybe some weird soap opera. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's so dark and it's definitely taboo. And we're mm-hmm. in a world where taboos are like a thing of the past. I mean, it's uh, hard to be taboo yeah. these days. Yeah, uh, I mean that that whole arc is yeah definitely something unseen before. That's uh, I agree with that, but uh, so so utterly fascinating because you know it's it's, it's and the and the funny thing is uh, Norma's brother I can't remember what his name was uh, Caleb 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 yeah. he's not a hateable character he's almost a sympathetic no. character because he's so um um apologetic um right or or, or even more than that you know he's so contrite about what happened in the past and you know granted he was he was a minor at the time that this stuff happened so you know you want to give him a second chance but well and you wonder what's going on in that house you know, where, where right. were the parents well, that's and true. all that? I mean, yeah. And here's the other thing that I was thinking about. You know, Vera Farmiga, who plays Norma, yeah. is amazing on this show. She and is. She, she's. There are times where she's really. I mean, I believe she has a split personality too. Not just, just not as much as Norman, because there are times where she will use her sexual wiles and her her true. sluttiness. Yeah. To to get what she wants, and it's real, and it's like so. I wrote the edginess of uh, is Norma a slut? Could she have seduced her brother, or is she the way she is because she was raped by him? Mm-hmm. You know, Those I are... don't, I don't a hundred percent believe that he raped her, I, or, or or that she didn't incite him in some way, which sounds terrible when you say it out loud. But I mean, well, you just don't know what happened in that house when they were kids because. True. You're only well, you can all, you only know what they say. Well, now now didn't didn't they bring out the fact that they lived in an, an abusive household and they pretty much only had each other to Well, I uh, think they do talk about that. Yeah. And then somehow Caleb crossed some line and took advantage of Norma or at least that's her memory of it. Well, it's Exactly. And could it have been the dad and he doesn't want to to make her remember that it wasn't him, it was the dad. And so he just takes responsibility for it or I mean, there's just so many. And of course, they don't address all these questions that you have. But there's just to me, it's really interesting because, you know, I just don't believe everything she says. And Mm -hmm. and I, you know, and I don't know if they'll ever really just sit down and solidify every plot point to where you understand exactly what happened. Right. You know. No, and, and they may not. And poor Caleb, everybody's shitting on him. I mean, he, he shows oh, up. Oh, I know. He shows up at uh, what's his son's name, Dylan, and uh, uh, the, the, his new wife, and they they show that they have a new baby. And Caleb's yeah, you know, shows up and he's very happy. He's, you know, he's got a a grandchild basically, and then and they they welcome him with some trepidation. And Caleb's very happy, and you know he's 
he's eating some cake late at night and uh the uh god what is her name the girl uh who emma 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 comes up to him and said yeah well, i'm really grateful for all you did for me and helping me get my lung transplant but you gotta go <laughs> and the look right on yeah, caleb's yeah. poor sad sack face it's like the saddest yes the saddest hound dog that you ever saw it's like and he's like okay i understand well but i mean and when you think that about poor it, of bastard. Course, it's like jesus um you know if you're if you were a product of of you know your brother raping your 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 father is your mother's brother right and you were conceived by rape could you ever forgive that person even if you could which i think dylan has forgiven him yeah even if you could could you not look at him every day and think that you know think about that could you right. ever just put that out of your mind it would be no. impossible right yeah I, and I, so I, I agree i mean when emma did that i was surprised that she did it but i thought mm -hmm. boy what she's saying is true. Somebody really does need to say to him, I'm sorry, it, you're not a bad person, but you got to go. Um, yeah. Because, he, you know, as much as you're mm -hmm. as much as you want to apologize and help Dylan, uh, your being here is just a memory that he doesn't want to remember. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. You know, at this point, we'll, we'll probably never know what the actual truth was behind what the whole Nor story was Norma's yeah. and Caleb's the reality of their relationship, unless Caleb right. somehow spills uh, some amazing facts that we've never heard before. But it looks well. I, mean, I just think too he, he's taking full responsibility for everything. I mean, I don't yeah. think he's ever ever denied anything. He's he is what he no, is. No, but I mean, again, he also. You know, if you if you're coming back into that world and trying to get mm -hmm. accepted and trying to see your sister again, you yeah. can't be like you can't be like, well, remember, you were the one who was, you know, coming on to me. You know, you just right. have to take the responsibility. I mean, you know, I just yeah. get this feeling that's a no way Norma. Uh -huh. That's a no win situation for Caleb. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think I just get from the way Norma is portrayed and the things they do with her character that it's certainly possible that she wasn't a completely innocent victim. God, saying this out loud sounds no, I horrible. Know. And I, I mean, that's but, it's, it sounds like victim blaming. And we yeah, exactly we, we certainly wouldn't espouse that. No, think generally, no. But I think, yeah, I think in this particular situation with this particular show, mm -hmm. with the characters and the way they do them, no one is who they seem to be, really. Right. Uh, and and there's all kinds of dark secrets that aren't getting exposed, and so it makes your mind curious because this isn't a show that, like you're saying, we may never know. This isn't a show that lays out no. truth by truth by truth by truth, and then we're here mm -hmm. at this point. It's it. Goes goes all over the place and uh, and you 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 know you certainly there are some there's a couple things where like the like um uh, norman's father i don't really know if she killed him or if he killed him and we may never know but it's that's yeah. part of the show is is this it, it's all everyone is you know delusional and they all mm -hmm. speak from their i shouldn't say everyone but certainly norman and and norma are delusional and they all speak from their own delusions yeah. so you don't know what's real and what's not real when it comes to them as well i mean it's certainly even been right. kind of 
and it's certainly been um, hinted at that mm-hmm. maybe there is more to Norma and Norman's relationship than you know mom slash son normality. Well, you know that's if, true. I mean, yeah, I mean they they're definitely they definitely play with you know what's real and what's not real. Uh, you know, from from the very beginning, it's like looking through reality through a, a fisheye lens. Always, you know, you you you, right. you you can't know what what's what's really going on, and that's part of the the ability of the show to to captivate is 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 playing with you know what is fantasy, what is reality, and now what is reality? This, yeah, yeah. This last season, I mean, is nothing but that. You know. Right. I mean, Norman is in La La Land. Yeah. Oh, I mean, completely. It's going to be really interesting because I wondered how it would end. You, you know, I mm-hmm. wondered if the like the last episode, the last second of the last episode would be when Marion Crane walks into the office because we know what happened after that yeah. based on the movie. Right. But uh, Brianna, who is someone that I'm not real fond of, but mm-hmm. she's going to play Marion Crane in the show. So there's definitely going to be an overlap of yes. what happened in the movie and what happens in this show. Right. It's not just her, her so. <laughs> driving up in a car and then that's the end. There. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought that would be cool if it ended with like her walking into the office, mm-hmm. you know, because basically where the movie starts between him and her. Um, right. I, I just wondered if that was where it was going to end or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just just one more thing while we're talking. I, I you know, I love Freddie Highmore. I mean, uh, it's, he's wonderful to look at, but he's so <laughs> great in this role. Uh-huh. I mean, he really um, I think he just does it super well. He's very it's it's like he does an homage to Perkins without ripping off Perkins. Yeah. Anthony Perkins, you know, right. He's like an imitation without he's a he's an homage without being an imitation. Mm-hmm. Um, he does such a good job. And it's certainly kind of I, I mean, of course, I love when he's playing Norma because he's, you know, usually wearing. I mean, that's the other thing. When he plays Norma, a lot of times he doesn't mm-hmm. wear a nice um, he doesn't wear like a nice dress. He will wear really kind of slutty um, clothes, or mm-hmm. or you know, or it's a- like he's never Norma in <laughs> just standing there in a dress. He's uh-huh. in a nightgown, or uh, in that one episode, he's wearing like a feather boa. I mean, well, that's true. So of course, it- of course, there is that one time where he's making breakfast where he's just wearing like a a woman's house coat. But Remember, that's not. Make- when he's making, I mean, it's uh-huh. it's Go. not an unsexy house coat. It's not a woman's <laughs> house coat. It's a woman's okay. frilly morning coat or whatever. Uh, just, maybe you know what I mean. I yeah. just think that I mean, if you look at it, sometimes when he plays her, mm-hmm. it's always flirtatious and sexy and 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 borderline slutty. And okay, um, yeah. okay. I mean, and that's. I mean, is that? I mean, because the question is too: is that how he sees her, or is that how she has, you know, been with him at times, or mm-hmm. been, or how he's seen her with other men? Is that what? Is that right. his version of what a woman is, what his mom is, or, you know, is that all part of his, you know, fantastic show? Right. Well, yeah. Well, no. I mean, he he definitely has a warped sense of of women and femininity. And uh, yeah, I mean that's obvious. I mean sexuality and everything, yeah. Right, and you know him him becoming his mother and being jealous of every woman that he come in comes in contact with, uh, you know, uh, like 
say, for instance, the the hardware owner who, you know, has shown some interest right. in Norman and Norman has shown some interest in her and then but then when he takes on his mother's persona is or, you know, is imagining speaking to his mother, you know, she's uh, very jealous and prying and finding out. I mean, it's all in Norman's head, but he's got this this conflict about women in general. I mean, that's and you know, which ultimately leads to to violence. You know, uh, his right, yeah. right, because it's his. It's it's a combination of his own guilt and mm-hmm. his own inner inner feelings of of guilt for his for being interested in sex. Right, which you know is like. Did that come from his mother being overly protective or did that come from his mother being overly sexual with him? Or Where does that or come both, from? Or both, yeah. Or both, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because she's she's nutty too. So yeah. sometimes she's may have been protective and sometimes um, flirtatious. Well, she has been protective and flirtatious with him at times. Yeah. And so, you know, you can see he's he's definitely has uh, – a troubling psychosis and you and you mm-hmm. can somewhat see where it comes from but yeah but then it's and it's just like this times where highmore plays uh norman as totally convinced that his mother is the killer totally convinced that she's a danger to him and you yes. know in his own mind, you know, which is what the whole show is about, he totally believes that all the things that are happening she did well. To some the, to all, some degree, all. of course. Remember when he was looking through his uh, his uh, uh, I don't know if it was a diary or a date book or something, and he's thumbing through it, and he's and he's he's uh, he's been chronicling every time he's had a blackout. So right. I, it's like I I think on some level he knows that bad things are happening when he's you know having this blackout, and he was able to to determine that. Uh, uh, that the hitman that came to kill him was the same day that he had a what he chronicled as one of his blackouts, and then has like a flashback of somehow oh, but he remembers it as the hitman opening the door, pointing a gun at him, and then Norma coming along and knocking the guy over. Right. So there's yeah, right. it's like he has the he has memories, but he's still yeah, he's wrapping it up with. His mother still being involved, so yeah, okay, uh, yeah. On some level, you're correct about her always being involved, but yeah, okay. Right. I mean, you know, I, you know, yeah, because anytime he kills, he's her in his, <laughs> or at least, yeah, at least that's true. In most of the in most of the killings we've seen, yeah. when he kills the Bradley at the uh, in the woods, and when he yeah. kills uh, the teacher. It's always her that has taken over and is doing it in his mind. So, well, that's it's, true. Yeah, the, it's the a really the killing of Bradley was horrendous. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, this is awful. I mean, the teacher too. Her. Well, that's true. I mean, that was. I mean, they're they're always horrific, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I mean, it's just it's. Yeah, it's just like in the movie when when um, Anthony Perkins kills Marion Crane, the character Mar- Marion Crane, in the shower, True. and then come comes back a few seconds later and is like, "Mother, what have you done?" Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's always that thing that you, they're delusional, they're deluding themselves into believing they they had nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, 
you know, because it's obviously a multiple personality disorder as well. So, yeah, I don't know. So. I really just I love I love that show. I, you know, uh, it's not always perfect, but uh, no. Freddie Highmore is fantastic. And Vera Farmiga, if anyone else played that role, they would seem like a totally like they're overacting and and uh, out of control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she can have the craziest outburst that you've ever seen over the top and make it seem real like something Norma would do where right she's yelled at you know yelled at signs and and just lost her mind about shit mm-hmm. and totally totally <laughs> loses her mind and you're like oh my god yeah. that's so crazy but if somebody else did that same role any mm-hmm. almost any other actress you'd be like oh nobody's that nuts you know <laughs> but she pulls it off true you well, know i think on uh, uh, on some level uh, vera farmiga as a person herself is a little off (laughs) maybe so and i only say that because they 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 attempted to do an after show kind of like walking dead does an after show and right uh, and they were interviewing vera farmiga and she's yeah she's she's a little she's a little out there she's a little strange i mean a wonderful she's definitely out there yeah so yeah it made it's really funny too uh because um in real life when you see pictures of her she's Mm -hmm. not very she doesn't seem very pretty and then of course she puts that blonde wig on and plays norma and she's gorgeous yes my god absolutely but she really plays down her beauty in real life she's usually Mm -hmm. got dark hair and and wearing unflattering clothes and it's really funny because Sometimes I see pictures of her and I'm like, man, she's not very pretty. And then you see her dressed up as Norma and it's like, Jesus, she's beautiful. All <laughs> right. Uh, what was that movie that uh, she did with um, George Clooney um, where they're they're both, uh, you know, they kind of they're, they're both like traveling. Well, George Clooney plays like a traveling uh, motivational speaker and Vera Farmiger plays a traveling uh, salesperson or something. And they have an affair and at the end it turns out she was actually a married woman uh do you remember what i have no idea i've never seen that is it up in the air i think it is yes i believe that's what it is yeah i've never seen that huh i would recommend it um well i know how it ends now well i'm so sorry (laughs) but yeah i mean that's That's okay well that's kind of the letdown at the end it's not necessarily a, a you know a everything hinges upon it i mean it's a good movie by itself so sorry for spoiling it for you though in a way that was definitely a spoiler that's okay of sorts it's so funny Um, because when we were talking about bates motel i was like we should really say spoiler alert before we start talking about stuff. (laughs) that's true but i mean of course it's been a couple weeks yeah we're so early into the last season it's not like we're giving away huge things or anything right right oh us yeah now you were talking about anthony perkins earlier and that you know that uh, Freddie Highmore has, you know, he's created his own version of Norman. But what's interesting is that the the choice of who they cast as the sheriff, uh, and I can't remember mm-hmm. the actor's name, um, he bears a striking resemblance to Anthony Perkins himself. And I thought really? to myself, you think so? Yes. If you look at 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 two pictures of of God, what is the actor's name who plays the sheriff? Um. Uh, Carboni is his last name, or something like that. Um, right. The guy who plays who plays Alex, the sheriff. Uh, yes. The, the dark skinned guy who's in jail now. 
whose character yeah. is in jail now. Um, yeah. Wow, he, I never once looked at him and thought Anthony but, Perkins. That's yeah, funny. No, well, I mean, obviously hair hairstyle different. But if you look at the the the, the sunkenness of the eyes, the, the the structure of the nose, that oh my goodness, it, it's and of course the skin tones are different, but definitely bears a striking resemblance to a young Anthony hmm. Perkins. Yeah, and and I thought and closely. I thought to myself when I first saw it, I was like, wow, that is a good casting choice because you're subconsciously putting Anthony Perkins in there in a way. Uh, that's just my take on that. But, but speaking, <laughs> well, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But I'll, but and another thing, speaking about actors, have you noticed lately that in a lot of shows there have been English actors cast as American characters? In the last few years, that has happened a lot. I mean, look at it. In in Bates Motel, you've got Freddie Highmore. You've got the girl who who plays Emma. Both English actors, right. and then of course, if you jump over to like Walking Dead, you've got uh, um, the guy playing Rick Grimes. Uh, what's his name? Andrew Lincoln, English. Right. Um, who else? They have a lot of English and uh, and Australians on that show, I believe. Like yes. the girl who plays Maggie isn't the girl who plays Maggie. She's either English or Australian. Right. And then you've got um, the guy who plays Morgan. Right. The guy who plays Morgan, English. I think there are more, but well, the guy who played the governor. Oh, there are the yeah. guy who played the governor, English. Right, uh, right. It just, yeah, there's a lot of them on Walking Dead. Yeah, it just seems like there are so many more English actors playing completely believable American characters on American television nowadays. Probably, I mean, more than likely because there are so many more opportunities in the United States to to be on a show because of the huge dearth. Of networks and and uh, uh, you know places where Online, you know, you know some, things yeah. like like Netflix and, and 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 all the other you know TV stations there are out there you know it's just right, amazing right. yeah so that's uh, interesting I I I I definitely notice because every time you watch Talking Dead mm-hmm. the you know someone on that couch has an accent that you that isn't like their character speaks almost right. every episode oh um, and, and, and so. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And so, yeah, I've noticed it on that show specifically. But what you're saying makes sense. And and, and uh, the idea that, yes, obviously the reason is there's just so many opportunities in America in Hollywood. Right. Oh, and another person, another act- actress who recently is a new addition to The Walking Dead, the leader of the scavengers, Jadis, is, you know, she, right. was, she was on The Talking Dead afterwards. It's like, oh, well, she's English, too. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, you know, of course, on my list to talk about this week was Walking Dead, but I of was course. just, like, unimpressed with that episode. I just thought mm. it was kind of dull and boring. I mean, it's a procedural procedural moment to get them to the next step of the taking on Negan and his group. Yeah. But, right, we're, and I mean, of course, go ahead. Yeah, we're still in that, that building phase. You know, they're still working on building their forces up, and they haven't gotten to the point where their forces are built up. I mean, they just now have met the scavengers who, you know, at least on the surface appear that they will help provided they get what they want. And then, right. then you've got, you know, the kingdom and, and, uh, <laughs> King, and then King Ezekiel, you know, they're still on the fence, though. Uh, who is the character? Uh, Richard was trying to get Daryl to, uh, you know, force the issue by attacking 
some of the saviors and then trying to pin it on Carol so that Carol would get killed, which would incite Ezekiel. It seemed like a very roundabout method that uh, he was attempting there. Right, a very clumsy way to let Daryl know that Carol was alive and close. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't believe any of that for a second. I was like, this is this is nuts, you know, this mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Right. And uh, I hated the whole scavengers thing, the whole thing where they throw him in the pit with the the zombie with all the the sword sticking out of it i was just like oh i don't know i just hated i didn't hate it but i mean i was just unimpressed with the whole episode i thought it was one of their worst okay well um, one thing i'll say was it was definitely a shocking image to see this you know walker with the spikes on him and everything but then it was like okay this is uh you know beyond thunderdome uh, territory that we're dealing with right. here, you know. This yeah. is this is yeah. This is Walking Dead channeling Mad Max. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I think that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to. I don't know. I don't know right. what they were trying to do. I was just like, yeah. and even the end when Carol and Daryl reunite, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just. I just it was one of those episodes that I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't I didn't see anything interesting happening. Well, you know. Yeah, they they once they had once their reunion, the, uh, but one, they weren't completely honest with well, each other. Well, yeah, and and once Richard, you know, says there's this woman that lives in a house. It's like you can see the whole episode coming. You know, it's going to end with Carol and Daryl yeah. finding him knocking on her door. Right. And then, yeah, and I also don't believe for a second that Daryl would not tell her. They need every person they can get. There's no reason to let Carol, one of your best warriors, sit in her house. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. I just... Uh, it's like, totally unbelievable, totally unimpressed. You can't live in a house by yourself in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I don't care how smart you are. It's... I don't. I, I love Carol, and I think she's a great character. But I just don't buy her living in the house. She's well, dumb. In and my you, opinion, and you know, at some point in time, she's going to be pulled back into the fray. So why? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Why, why do we? Ha- why forestall? Why are we yeah. yeah. Why forestall the obvious? It's yeah. It's right. kind of. A, it's kind of a silly device that all of a sudden, oh, Daryl is so you know, uh, respective of of her feelings that you know he doesn't think it's important that uh, the saviors you know be brought down. I mean, he's the one who you know more than anybody probably wants to see the demise of, of Negan and his group. He was, you know, probably one of the ones that was abused the most, other than you know the people who well, had their absolutely. who had their brains yeah. bashed in with the bat. But uh, right, yeah. right, and why wouldn't he tell her? Oh. Glenn's dead and Abraham's dead and I don't remember who else is dead. <laughs> right. But, you know, you know, of course he would tell her. It's just ridiculous. Just dumb. Bad, bad writing, as well, usual, on yeah, that show. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like a parent saying, you know, you know not, not telling a, a kid that their grandma died, but, you know, saying, oh, she, right. she's on vacation she, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, she's in a better – she's on vacation in a much better place. And you uh, yeah, know, it's just and how is dumb, that? How would that dumb. kid feel then? You know, once they're an adult, going, "Why the fuck did you lie right. to me about grandma dying?" You know, that kind of uh, yeah situation. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. And you know, I think she's going to be the more o- pissed that she wasn't told uh, when right. she ultimately finds out and feel betrayed. And so, look forward to that episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the only other thing I wanted to say about that episode was it was funny because. When they take Rick to the up, 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 and he's on the top of that trash heap, and he looks out around, uh-huh. and there's just trash for miles. Right. I was like, "Wow, that that's CGI, and it doesn't look very good." It's, but it's, you know, I was like, "Yeah, you know, they they're not gonna 
pile up trash for miles. Of right. course, it's a CGI shot. Of course. And then the next day online, uh, I, I was thumbing through like uh, news headlines on Google News and the entertainment section, and mm-hmm. there was the headline: "Can we talk about that bad CGI shot on Walking <laughs> Dead?" <laughs> and right. I was like, "Okay, it wasn't just me. Everyone noticed that it didn't look very good." Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean. Right. There's, there's well, no reason to pile up piles of trash. Well, it's kind of like uh, uh, the previous episode. People were commenting about the the shitty backdrop for the inside of a house during one particular scene that looked like it was, you know, drawn on uh, uh, construction paper or something. I don't know if you hmm, read that article. It was I like I didn't read about that. It was like three characters were standing in a doorway, and you could see the outside of the house. And you could see them standing there, and then inside of the doorway, you could see the interior of a house that looked like a, you know, the banister of a oh, like staircase a- that looked like it was shittily drawn on, you know, butcher paper, and then just stuck behind them. So, <laughs> so. oh, I didn't see that. Now I'm gonna have to go online and look for that because, right. I want to see that shot. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, at first I was like, oh, whatever, and then I kind of zoomed in. I was like, yeah, that looks like a a shitty crayon on on butcher paper uh, drawing <laughs> of the interior of a house so yeah okay and maybe they uh hired a new effects house to do their effects yeah. this year and they're well, not they're either got a, a good deal and that's the reason why because they don't, they aren't as good or maybe uh, who knows maybe maybe they're trying to go for reverse easter eggs instead of putting in <laughs> cool little things they put in <laughs> Like shitty, <laughs> shitty, shitty yeah. backgrounds and CGI effects. So. Hey, did you notice the shitty shot in episode sixty-two? It's our, it's our Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, you know what the it's next? A, it's a rotten Easter egg. <laughs> right. The next reverse or rotten Easter egg is going to be the writing is going to be really, really horrible. The next episode. <laughs> well, it's uh, it it was pretty uh horrible this whole season. So. Oh uh, well. In okay. my opinion, so. Well, it's kind of it's a little draggy right now. But maybe they're building yeah. up to, you know, some huge thing, and they just didn't want to shoot their wad too soon. Oh, of course. They've got to build up to the season finale where they knock on Negan's door, and then we'll wait six months to see if he answers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, anyway. That's, yeah, that's the, where yeah. the season ends, I'm sure. Right. So, um, so, the hey, new, so the new group is the scavengers. But um, I, I think I but, just call them the lazy opportunists. Right, yeah, the yeah. Mad Max ripoffs. Right, yeah. exactly. But, um, uh, hey, I was also uh, not very impressed this week, although, you know, again, with the uh, new Riverdale. Did you watch the new one? Episode 5? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it called? Um, Heart of Darkness was the name of the episode. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I like the show, and I, and I certainly wasn't, as I, I didn't hate the episode by any means. I liked the episode, mm. but it was it was again another one of those episodes kind of moving the plot along, and yeah. um, you know didn't um. have as many interesting uh, moments as some of the earlier episodes have had. I guess. Yeah, I took a few notes about some of the things that I that kind of stuck out, and you know, um, one thing we did learn is uh, a little more about. Cheryl Blossom's backstory. So, you know, in a way, she's kind of an abused child, not necessarily physically, but definitely emotionally 
abused by her parents. And uh, so she almost, well, she definitely was a sympathetic character in this past episode, unlike previous episodes where she's more just kind of a, a, a stock mean girl kind of a character right so, uh, right yeah so. that's true you did you did get to see a lot more of her of her backstory and and they've hinted at it i guess so i guess that's why i wasn't as drawn into it because we knew there was more to her than meets the eye um right but we did get a lot of that those gaps filled in that's true Mm-hmm. so i mean that was somewhat enlightening uh yeah um, now, when uh, um, when Veronica was over at uh, uh, Cheryl's house and they were sitting there talking, I was I was almost expecting them to do a uh, uh, Scissor Sisters impersonation, if you know what I mean. Uh, are, are you talking about the band or the lesbian activity? More of a lesbian activity. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, men- I mentioned that to Sierra and she laughed. But um, it, it it didn't happen. But uh, anyway, no, yeah, a man, I thought a, it was. I thought it was a man can dream. Go ahead, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, okay. I I actually physically went on what website was it? Oh, on the Dirk Gently website the other day, they posted that there was the new season was coming along or something. Uh-huh. And, I, and I typed the comment: When are uh, Dirk and Todd gonna kiss? <laughs> <laughs> You're so always I understand looking where for you're that. coming from. It's like you're waiting I for know, right? you're waiting for Archie I, and Jughead and Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So um uh or Arch or a Jughead and Kevin Keller. Um Yeah. But I thought it was interesting at the dinner when the the father talked about how the maple syrup was the mm-hmm. you know, that's why the river the river is called I can't remember Sugar Sugar River or uh, Sweetwater. Sweet River. Sweetwater. Sweetwater, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. story and, and then it moved on to the thing where um uh the other father, Betty's father Yes. Played by um oh who is that guy? He's been in a thousand uh, things. He's got a weird name. L- L- Lachlan Monroe. Yeah, where he's talking about years ago when when uh, um I can't remember her character's the, name. The Blossom. The, the Blossom grandfather murdered the uh, Cooper grandfather. Grandfather, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. They've given it a whole historical perspective that. Right. Allows you to see why some of this infighting is going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, this show is really interesting because it has all the the teen kind of drama on the top. And then there's all this adult uh, drama on the bottom underneath, yeah. you know, the dark the dark underbelly of Riverdale, which has apparently gone back hundreds of years where grandfathers killed each other for profit, you know, because right. we wanted to own the whole maple syrup em- em- empire. And I just thought that was really interesting, that whole backstory giving you even more roots into why this is such a sinister, dark town. Mm-hmm. Right. It's got it's got oh. ghosts, so to speak. Uh, and right, so, yeah. so now Hal Cooper, Betty's father, he's, mm-hmm. he's like top of the suspect list in my book. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then, because we did find out so much more about Polly and mm-hmm. um, Jason, and what you know when when Aunt Rose comes out from the shadows and holy and shit, was she scary to, as to fuck? Betty. Wow, she watched that actress was really good. Because you were, and she then she starts talking about the ring and all these things, and you start finding out. It's I like, mean, yeah, the they whole were engaged. mystery of what happened to Polly. Yeah, right. I mean that that, 
And and I read a thing too online where someone said that, and I don't know if this someone was a reviewer who's seen more episodes than we have, mm-hmm. or if that was just their take on this yeah. or whatever. But they said something about how um, Jason and I can never remember his sister's name. Cheryl. Uh, the other. Cheryl, how right. Cheryl had and him had gone into had gone to the river that morning to fake his death. Right. And I'm and I'm like, ooh, if they're faking his death, was it, you know, was his plan to run away with Polly? What have they what has really happened to Polly? Is mm-hmm. she really crazy or or did the dad put her in the asylum to to because he doesn't want anyone to know know that, you know, he killed Jason and she saw it or oh, you know, there was just wow. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it all goes to at what point and when was Polly put into the asylum? I mean, from what I've seen, it seemed like right, she, she right. was in the asylum long before Jason's death. Well, that's true. You're right. But it would be did. Yeah. Did he I mean, is Polly really crazy or because they did say she started saying crazy things. So I guess mm-hmm. you can assume that she really is. But Possibly. what is his hand in that? You know, yeah, does he have a hand in that by. By trying to keep her away from Jason and and well, true, you know, well, yeah. He, so that's yeah. He certainly has no love for the uh, Blossom family, that's, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean that uh, that that is blatantly obvious from this. Now, I okay. There was one part of the 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 the, the show that my bullshit detector is going off a little bit, and I'm like, okay. Did Betty and Polly never talk to each other? Did they never confide in each other? How come Betty knows nothing about her sister's life and she's having to to get all this information from secondhand sources? I mean, aren't sisters usually close? I mean, what is the age difference there? It couldn't be more than a, a couple of years. I mean, that's true. That's interesting. That's true. I mean, um, what's because, going on there? Yeah, yeah, she can't be much older, so right. Yeah, really. What what was their relationship like? But then the mother is so so. Um, I don't know what the word is for how the mother is so controlling. Right. That you know maybe she, you know maybe they were. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know. But then there's also that thing like you know maybe Polly is kind of like a Laura Palmer type character who everyone thought she was just this sweet little high school cheerleader. True. And there was really a lot of dark shit going on that nobody, even her closest friends, knew about. Yeah. So, but, be- because, but, La- but Laura Palmer was an only child, you know? Right. But Laura Palmer had close friends and some of them knew what she was up to. Yeah. And some of them did not because certainly uh, Donna Haywood mm-hmm. didn't know all the things she was involved in. And Donna Haywood is the, a little good two shoes and so is well uh, betty wait a minute in in fire walk with me donna haywood was not a goody two shoes she was played well she was played by a different actress first of all right um really but, i thought but they, she but was they were supposed both, to not know anything but don't you remember in fire walk with me uh that no it's been uh, so long since i saw it laura and Donna went to one-eyed jacks and both of them had oral performed on them by by some men who were at one eye Jacks, not that I can remember. Who no, I don't. You don't remember that? No, I, no, I haven't seen Firewalk with me for a long time. I, I'm oh. about to start my Twin Peaks journey again here. Okay. Well, but I mean, wasn't now, there? If Firewalk I mean, with me is is part of Twin Peaks canon, though, then Donna's not such a goody two shoes. Well, I guess not, but. 
All right. Hmm. Interesting. However, yeah. I mean, to me, that that's yeah. kind of what it could be similar to in that uh, definitely Betty is a little younger, I think, maybe. And sometimes mm. a couple years between between siblings can seem like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and maybe she, you well, know, maybe true. Polly. And My, then I think um, I think uh, Betty just thought everything was good. She's dating yeah. Jason, and and she's happy, and you know. So I don't think there was anything that happened that she saw mm-hmm. um, that made her question that until things got bad. But I don't know. We'll have right. to see. Yeah. I mean, Betty also is very much like. Uh, uh, she's she's uh, done kind of split personality stuff herself, so maybe there's true darkness to Betty that she doesn't even know about in her you know in her consciousness. Yeah, because of something like a split personality, although that mm-hmm. seems unlikely, but you know possible. Now this is this is a definitely an outlier opinion. Suppose Polly doesn't even really exist in that. Polly is just an alter ego of of uh, Betty, and everybody just humors her when they're talking about Polly. Dude, <laughs> dude, wow! I'm just wow. saying. Wow, hmm. that certainly seems totally possible. Well, I mean, it it would explain why she doesn't know anything about her own sister. Right, right, but, and I mean, I, you know, that's that's that's. You know, it's probably just crazy talk, uh, but <laughs> well, it is. But but that's a such a cool concept. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would it would be hard to pull that off and make it real. I'm trying to like I'm trying to s- sit here and think. Okay, who has talked to Betty about Polly? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm trying. You know, I would have to watch all five episodes again to <laughs> see who 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 has mentioned Polly. Mm-hmm. Has she always been the one who brought it up? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you'd have yeah. To, you'd have to rewatch all the episodes through that lens and see if you could pick up any clues. But I don't know that. It, that's, yeah, that it's, seems almost too crazy, even for this show. I mean, it does. It does. But it's a cool idea. I really like it. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, because I think Betty is not. I mean, you know, she plays herself as. I mean, the character is supposed to. Uh, she plays herself as a goody two shoes, but I mean, she broke into Miss Grundy's car and right. stole her gun, and you know she's she, not perfect, she, right? She she, she tortured a, a guy in a hot tub. Yeah, although she was Polly at that point. At a certain point, she that's when she became Polly. Oh, right. You know, so I mean, yeah, is Polly that? Ah, because Veronica <laughs> wouldn't know. Veronica uh, wouldn't know because Veronica just got there. Well, that's true. And I don't – I'm trying to think of any other time she's talked about – I guess she's talked about Polly with Jughead. Yeah, that's true. So, but, yeah, that kind of pokes some holes in unless he's humor, unless still, he's humoring her too. But I don't think he Right? Would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Inter- I interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I like the show. I think it's cool. I can't wait to see what happens. Right. I just thought this last episode was a little a little slower and more procedural, just kind of building the story a little more, but Right. Now, you know, another certainly thing still loved it. Yeah. Now, another thing. Now, Betty had this quote-unquote date with this guy Trev and she got the information that Jason Blossom was a drug dealer possibly. And right. So, and, or the, you know, and then he was selling everything that he owned. Was he trying to pay back 
a debt to you know somebody further up the 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 drug food chain so right you know i they just opened well, up they opened up another can of worms that we have yet to see right know, i mean this goes. is the archie Archie universe where everyone is supposed to be good. So yeah. did Polly get pregnant and her and Jason were going to run away and the, mm. the dad found out about it. And, you know, that's what they used to do with girls who got pregnant and weren't married. They'd put them in, they'd be either be away at their aunt's house or they'd yeah. be, you mm-hmm. know, they'd even sometimes put them into an insane asylums because they were obviously evil right. and bad if they got pregnant and weren't married. So, right. I mean, or you the, know these the, these quote unquote homes for wayward women, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, because because Riverdale is certainly supposed to be goody two shoes on the on the surface, and it's that dark underbelly underneath of reality that keeps popping through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, hmm. uh, and I, I I know we're running long, but dude, we have to talk about this is us. Oh wow, man! That episode was a tearjerker, gut wrencher. Oh, what an episode! Oh my god, wow! I really—it was funny because you know it's all about Randall and his dad William taking a taking a, trip a car ride uh, to Memphis. Car trip, yeah, road trip. That's the word I'm looking for. A road trip to Memphis, yep. where his where he's from and where there's still some family and stuff. And mm-hmm. so at the beginning, I was just kind of like. You know, they show him when he's young, playing in bands and stuff. Yeah. And I was kind of not that interested in it. I kind of found myself doing a, some things while I was watching it and not hmm. paying that close of attention to it. Okay. Um, I just thought it was going to be his backstory. And, and so, you know, like there's a couple times where he's playing music and it goes on forever. And then, of course, as it started going and I realized, oh, they're going to flash back and show where he met the girl who was Randall's real mo- biological mother and right. all these you know, and then they started getting into the story, and of course, I started getting much more interested in it. Right. And um, and then um, you know, and then it builds to what it builds to, and you're, it's just one of the most amazing <laughs> story arcs I've ever seen. Wow. Just and, amazing. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if we want to give any spoilers or not, but the uh, yeah, the ending just wow. Just, you know, it wiped me out. Yeah. Oh, well, we can talk about it because, again, we've built up to a point where if somebody hasn't seen the show, uh, this episode, they they can they can skip ahead or whatever. We're almost at the end of the show anyway. But yeah, that's true, Uh, because it was it was amazing to me. mm -hmm. The the the, um, what I loved about it was um, um, the. Well, there's I have a lot of feelings and thoughts, but okay. I I just I loved how um I I loved how after I started watching it and getting into it, I was like, wow, this is a this is a story about an African American guy and his son, mm-hmm. and you know you don't even think about that, even though it's there's a lot of African American thing you know influences and culture things that go on, his family, his music, all those things are. are you know, if you put that on TV as just a story, mm-hmm. a lot of people would would not be that interested in it. But because we've loved these characters and have grown to love them, it was so engrossing that you don't even think of it as you just think of them as like part of this family that you love. And it doesn't even occur to you, really, that they're African-American. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's yeah, I'm not saying it well, but it, no, but it's 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 such a universal story. And uh, yeah, and it's like you know the episode starts out where they're you know he's 
uh, Randall is visiting the uh, the 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 place where uh, his ashes, where his adopted father's ashes uh, were scattered. You know, this right. this tree that they go see, and then you know, then right by the end of the episode, you know, he's 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 you know lost his biological father but right that's true i didn't even think about that that's and, interesting yeah and this and it's interesting that there's this this circular thing here where you know his adopted father jack whenever he was having um his anxiety attacks would hold his head and uh you know just tell oh, him to breathe yeah. breathe and oh. then then by the end of the episode you know randall is holding william's head and saying you know breathe breathe you know um, yeah, that was that. Oh, yeah. Kind of, I was sobbing by the end yeah, of that show. I was like that episode calming, calming him as he was, you know, you know, coming to the end of his life. I mean, it's like, wow. Well, it was the it, it was the moment when Randall and William truly completely connected. Yeah. The, la- the last moment of William's life was the moment where his his biological son totally connected with him, and they became yeah not one one, but you know they became connected completely in in the way that a, a father and son right you know can yeah and yeah such a great moment because Randall's using the thing that his father his adopted father taught him to yeah. help his biological father I mean there's so many levels right. on that 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 it's you know right. it, it, it's such a complex thing and yet it's so simple at the same time yeah you know it was just I, you know I, I know you were probably emotionally affected I was sobbing I was yeah. bawling my eyes out watching it and yeah. then afterwards just thinking wow that's one of the most amazing death scenes on TV that I think has ever happened right. I can't think of of a death scene on TV in the last you know 30 years that was any more compelling and emotional and and right gripping as that one was i mean and, uh, i i, I and, struggled to think of one yeah. and the 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 level of inti- intimacy in that scene was right i yeah. mean that's it, about as visceral as you could get i mean that's you know in in in, in a television show uh yeah it was, absolutely I mean, it, was, it was just right yeah i i don't even know how to to yeah, comprehend it, was, it. i it, mean right yeah I but, mean, because we have fallen in love with these characters, you right. know, we love, I mean, who, you, you know, William is so lovable. You just care about him and, and you're, you're, I mean, and Randall too. I thought the scene right before that, the scene where they go to the bar and, and, um, they're playing music and he calls his wife and he's like, I'm here with my new cousins. And, yeah. and he's like the happiest we've ever seen him. It's like, absolutely. And he's, he's, I was just thinking. He reached that he he finally achieved that connectedness that he'd been you know so desiring the, the I mean the whole impetus for him going out and seeking out his his biological father culminated in that moment. Right, yeah. And I thought about how, you know, it isn't that Randall doesn't have a good family. His adopted family is a good family and oh, he loves sure. that family and of course his wife and daughters. It's not that that's there's there's anything wrong with his family 
And it's not even really, I don't think that something's lacking per se. I think it's just, it reminded me when he was doing that, when I was watching that scene, it reminded Mm. me of like, that's that moment where you find your family that isn't your family. You know, like, like the first time I walked into a gay bar where I went, oh my Mm -hmm. God, this is, this is home. This is family. This is where I feel comfortable. This is a place that makes me happy that I want to be. Um, you know, and I think everybody has that kind of experience in one way or another. I was thinking about like, you know, the first time I went over to John Christensen's apartment and met you uh-huh. and all the other all right. these other friends. And I was like, that was a moment when I felt like, oh, my God, here I am. I'd lived in Austin about a year. I really didn't have a lot of friends. And I was like, here is my family. Hmm. Here is my group of friends that I'm going to fit in with and, and, and be with and want to know. It was it was a great experience. Yeah, and I think everybody has that at some point. Right. Uh, where you find your family that isn't your family. Yeah, definitely, and 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 I and I have definitely similar feelings about, you know, uh, John Christensen and his orbit as well. So yeah, I, I yeah. identify with that completely. Now, and I just yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Now, okay, that that episode, I mean, dredged up also some uh, other memories for me, and I I I I almost hesitate to to bring it up but i i think it's significant because it 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 definitely dredged up some things of you know when my father died um i actually wasn't there i was i was in florida at the time i was at my um nephew's wedding and so that very same day of the wedding uh, my dad died and i i wasn't there and i wasn't you know so it yeah it it made me feel very emotional because I I didn't necessarily have that moment and right you know so um, Mark Browner know. yeah you, you you didn't tell me that your dad died what what do you mean you didn't tell you did I, not tell me that I never told you that no this was uh yeah a couple of years ago yeah Mark. I, I didn't know that I didn't I mean, tell you. That's so weird. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. No. Uh, how, how, um, how did that, it, well, I how guess. How did that slip through? I don't know. I mean, know. I know you were going through a lot of things. I'm sure you were going through many things at that time. Yeah. Um, And the fact, too, that you weren't in town when it happened, and so you had to get back home and all those things, too. Right. It, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's wow. just, you just shocked me. So I'm sorry because okay. I, you know, because I knew your your parents. We've talked about how your parents are a, a little older than mine, right? And um, I knew your dad was a little older. Um, yeah, yeah. He he was 87. But, wow. Yeah. Wow. I and, mean, uh, yeah. He's. I yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I never told you. No, uh, but well, I guess very. But I guess, that was, I guess that was a time like, you know, like a year after Sierra, Sierra and I were married, approximately. And, right. um, you know, this was before we, obviously, before we started doing the podcast. I mean, we were, we would, we, you and I would hang out occasionally, but not, you know, not as much as we do, yeah. you know, now. And, and but, uh, so, wow. I, well, yeah, I, you were. I, I didn't realize a... that that bit of information was never relayed to you. I'm, I'm so sorry. 
Well, I'm I'm sorry too that I didn't know, and so I'm sorry I didn't mean to bring it. I didn't mean I don't know. I, I you were having a moment, and all of a sudden I made it all about me. But no, um, no, no, no. That's I okay. Just, you, you shocked. It just surprised me. I I, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember knowing that because I, I I'm sure I would remember if I had been told, in, unless I blocked it out for some reason, which I wouldn't do. But anyway, no, no, you I, didn't. Um, I, you were um, a young newlywed at that time. I remember when you got married. There was a time where right. um, I was, and I think it was, that may have been what can I? Was that 2014? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly when I think October. Of I remember 2014. Posting, I believe. You know, I remember you posting about going to Florida, and I think you guys put some pictures of where you stayed on Facebook and. Yeah, that sort of thing, and it may just have been there was a, and of course you're go. I'm sure your last thought was, oh, I need to tell Lodger what's going on, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I apologize for for stopping in the middle of that, but I just got a little shock, and and yeah. so of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm I didn't realize that. I am sorry to hear that, and and um, right. it's weird when it's just weird that that somehow that fell through the cracks. But I can see it happening with uh-huh. where we both were at that time, especially you had you know I remember when you and Sierra got married, and for a while I thought, oh, he's a married guy now. I'm not going to see him as much oh. as I used to. And right. we didn't see each other and talk to each other much for the first couple of years you were married because just just not no no fault of either one of us. We both had other things going on and right. I mean, I think you know, prior to prior to our wedding, I think we had we had gone out you know a few times like hanging out at sidebar or things like that 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 I recall. But uh, yeah, maybe after the wedding, we hadn't seen or talked to each other for. I don't know, a while or off and on, but maybe during that particular period of time, right around my father's death, that, you know, uh, for some reason we hadn't, you know, there was maybe a, a three, three-month three gap, so, you know, yeah, it's or just, something to where, think... it, where it kind of was out, out of, outside of my thought processes to be, you know, talking about it to, to people, right. and it just, yeah, it right. just never happened, yeah. Okay. Well, I so. can understand that too, where you just kind of, yeah, at a certain point you're ready to to move on, right? You know, and that's 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 a good healthy thing. But um, yeah, yeah, because too, I think during that time we talked a lot. I mean, I would keep up with what you and Sierra were doing on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you put anything about it on Facebook, and I missed it, or um, I just I, I just don't, don't remember it. So, yeah, anyway, well, I don't think I, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't broadcast anything about that on, on Facebook. Right. At least right. not, not overtly. I mean, there were definitely times where, uh, like maybe on Veterans Day, I posted a picture of him when he was like 17 years old or something, you know, when he was in the Navy. Right. Stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, I guess I never overtly, you know, posted anything. Hey, guess what? Right. You know. Right, yeah, but, well, for one thing, yeah, I do remember seeing the picture of him as a young man in his uniform, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so I don't think you said anything other than, here's my dad in his uniform, and he's 17, or, you know, you didn't mention, you know, that he's not with us anymore. Right, right. So I just assumed it was a picture of him that we were posting on Veterans Day, nice thing to do. Right, Um, of course, of course. A lot of people do that, you know, and, um, 
And then it's funny, too, because Facebook is definitely one of those places where sometimes you'll just see that like it's a friend of a friend, someone you don't know. And it'll be like, I lost my, you know, dad last night or I lost my mom last night or something. And you're like, mm. you're reading this and you're like, I don't even know this person. They're a, right. a friend of a friend. And the friend liked that post or, or put a sad face on that post or something. Mm. And you just happen to see it because it shows up in your feed. Um, so it's right. funny because. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. Some not, I can see that that's not something you would do, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place to post things on Facebook, and I don't know. Some some things are maybe too personal to to do that with. In, in right. my in my opinion, you know, other, right? Other, yeah, other, for other, you. Well, yeah. Other people may completely wear their heart on their Facebook page, and that and that and that's fine. It's just I, I don't necessarily always do that. Right, yeah, right. So. Yeah, I see, because I think I would post something because I, for me, sometimes Facebook is just a way to get things out, right. to put it out there and to kind of, if you know. I think um, if, if I had done some things, I probably did it in maybe such a subtle way that it wasn't blatantly obvious. Yeah, that I, yeah. right. And so, sometimes you have to really hit me over the head with something <laughs> well, in that's order true for too. me to – to right. get it I, right. so anyway i i apologize for no stopping the show on a dime there but no. i just got got uh surprised and yeah. so um well you know i know it's been a, a while and i it's weird to bring it up and say wow i'm i'm sorry and mm-hmm. you know uh, all those all those things you say but um you know how i feel about you and that, that yeah uh, yeah i do you know so, I met your dad at your wedding and really liked him a lot, him and your mom. Right. I mean, it's cool because me and uh, your mom is going to go with us on the trip to San Francisco, and I'm looking forward to that. She's a neat lady, and I'm excited right. and about so, spending time with them. Yeah, that's that's why it's it's kind of a, an important deal that, you know, mom be part of, of the trip. Because I, right. you know, I want her to, you know, do things and experience things that she hasn't. You know, she's never been to San Francisco. She's never been to California ever. So you know, oh, I think, that's I think, so. I think it's it'd be important and and fun and 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 a good, you know, a good mother son bonding experience. And she, you know, she gets yeah. to to hang out with you know you and Sierra and uh, you know and uh, your nephew too, and possibly yeah. Trish. You know, oh and uh, yeah, it's even. Oh, now the the next possible thing is my sister Carol may actually be tagging along as well. The more the merrier, and how <laughs> I feel about it. I guess. I mean, you she, know. Well, she's I, seeing if she can swing it, but uh, it's, cool. it's a possibility. And if well, Trish, I just think, yeah. Uh-huh. And if Trish comes too, that'd be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I, I need to send Trish a, a message. I was thinking about that today at work and didn't have time. Um, well, just, me and Sierra were emailing today about um, airline tickets and stuff. Right. Um, but um, I, yeah, to me, it's like I love the more the merrier because, especially too, then if there's something a, a couple people don't want to do, then they can do their own thing or just hang out at the uh, house or apartment or hotel or whatever we're in. Right. If, you know, not everybody has to, it isn't one thing. And it's like sometimes when you go with one other person or even two, you know, me and you and Michael and Sierra would mm-hmm. feel like, oh, we have to do everything together and go to the same places at the same time and, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Right. Whereas if there's a lot of us, then we can all kind of do what we want to do when we want to do it. Exactly. Yeah. It, it yeah. provides multiple options. So, yeah. Exactly. That'd yeah. Cool. So, 
Yeah. Wow. So, I'm uh, excited. Anyway, I, I hated dropping that big bomb on you earlier because now we're, <laughs> we're well over two hours now, but that's fine. Oh, I know. It's all good. You should cut off all the pre-show stuff about me complaining about my life because that's <laughs> not important. Well. Certainly not. We'll see. Some. Sometimes when I listen to the pre-show and we're just talking about bullshit like that, I feel mm-hmm. like you should cut it and move it to the end of the show. Oh, like, oh, well. if you really love the show and you really want to keep listening, here's what happened before we started. Okay. <laughs> it would well, be that's... the post-pre-show or the <laughs> right. That's the true because show. Yeah, because if they <laughs> yeah if they don't want to listen to it, they could just end it. You know, when the when the music ends. So. Right. Yeah. yeah and we a, can uh That's a good point. We can we can uh, start the show off a little bit more. Sure. I mean like last week we talked about Steve Martin at the beginning and that was interesting I thought and that fit at the beginning but yes. maybe this week this week you could just either cut it off or put it at the end or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. No, that's uh, <laughs> that that's good food for thought. Yeah, it's like if yeah. If you're really interested, just hang out for us rambling about something. All right. Here's what happened before the show. <laughs> yes. Something, this, whatever. Th- this is the post-pre-show. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, you know, does anybody do that? I bet nobody else does that. We would be the we'd be original if we did that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure nobody's thought of that before. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, Probably, right. M- maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to. Most people would call it a behind-the-scenes thing. You know, oh, here's the behind-the-scenes. Here's what you didn't hear before and after the show, but anyway. Right. We'll just call it the the pre-post show or the (laughs) post-pre-show. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Um, Anything else we want to talk about? I think we need to do our uh, um, oblique strategy of the week. Oblique strategy of the week. But that singing was real weak. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was fine. Okay. Oh, thank well, you. Well, let's pull one from the deck then. All right. Where is the edge? <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Where is the edge? Hmm. Wow. The hmm. edge. That's funny because the edge immediately seems like a negative. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily the negative. No, it's like because uh, it could be could, could be, be like where's the edge? Where's the where's the edginess? You know, where's ah. the mm-hmm. the the part that makes you cr- not cringe, but you know what I'm saying? Where's the edginess? The uniqueness? The outside? The the disturbing part of it? Yeah. Or it could mean like where's the edge? Where does it f- stop and fall off, and then you don't need what. Mm-hmm. All the shit that's over the edge, you just need what's on the plate or whatever. Or almost like, where's the edge? Where's the where's the hook? Where's the where's the business end of of, right, of yeah. something, you know? Where's oh. where's that intriguing part that gets that piques your interest? Yeah. Certainly not at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know if once we start the show, there's an edge there at all. But I know the mm-hmm. pre-show on this show, there was no edge. <laughs> no. And also, you also you've also heard the term, you know, the bleeding edge of X, the bleeding edge of technology, the bleeding edge of philosophy, the bleeding edge of really. I I don't know about philosophy, but I've heard the I've heard about the bleeding edge of technology, meaning you know the 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 where it's um you know the uh, Are, the, the I most. I don't know that I've ever heard that. You never heard the term bleeding edge? Maybe no, I, I've heard like 
Are, is one of us hearing it wrong? Because I thought it would be like the leading edge of technology. Well, I think it's it's kind of a twist on leading edge. But then gotcha. somebody took it a little further. You know, bleeding edge is even beyond the leading edge. You know, it's the it's the new of the new. Yeah, hmm. I guess I could. It's it's so edgy that it actually punctures the skin and causes some bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably somebody just hmm. just trying to. Yeah, it's like if you if you want a definition, since since we Are went you there, yeah, urban just, dictionary that. No, it just means the the very forefront of technological development. Hmm. And, I have maybe it's because I'm not a techie like you that I've never heard that. That's interesting. Like like here's a example in a sentence: an architecture that many people believe is still too bleeding edge. For large mission critical systems, okay, maybe kind hmm. of technology that's too that's too cutting edge, too forward to uh, be implemented in a practical manner. I you see know? what you're saying. E- experimental, yeah, exper- right, right. Experimental, experimental. Proto- prototype status, right. Like that thing where they have the gloves now that supposedly you can put on and type in thin air. Yeah. <laughs> and like that, that to me is bleeding edge because that may be a great technology and some people may want to use it, but it's not going to catch on quick, I don't think. Mm, okay. Yeah. But who knows? That I didn't be think cell example. phones would catch on quick. So <laughs> well, that's true. You know, texting. Or, or, Why would I text someone? Or like, you know, human brain technology interface technology is still too bleeding edge for anybody want to risk, you know, subjecting themselves to that. Having right. you know, having you know, computer chips implanted in their brain and shit like that. That's that's right. definitely bleeding edge technology. Right, yeah. Like for Republicans, abortion is a bleeding edge technology. <laughs> <laughs> and good night, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great show. <laughs> we almost escaped without becoming political, but <laughs> I know, right? We went a whole show, two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh well. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. Good show. Good. Sh- dude, I loved the last show, episode 31, I thought was amazing. I was listening to it the other day, and I just I just really liked it a lot. I thought we had great conversations. And, we did. And this one, too. I I'm, I'm enjoyed this one a lot, too. And I, I mean, didn't even get to talk about Chrisley Knows Best, so. Oh, that's right. And I didn't get to talk about <laughs> Arrival, the uh, Oscar-nominated uh, uh, film. But uh, next episode. Yeah, I want to talk. I would like to know more about that. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so you might have to be careful. Yeah, I will not uh, give away any significant spoilers. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that was interesting that um, uh, Tyler Oakley liked our Facebook post. It was nice. I thought that was really nice. He. Like, um, how did he even happen to run well, across I, that on Facebook? I posted and i tagged him and and some other you know i try to tag anything i can on my facebook posts because sometimes if you search for that yeah and and he may even get a message that say this website or this facebook page tagged you in a post or something okay so So it's really i don't know it's really most of your doing that that led him to uh, even look at our uh, our facebook page maybe i don't know well thank you lodger (laughs) well done well done Well, that was exciting. It was really exciting to to get a, a like from Tyler Oakley is a is a is a nice feeling. All right, I I like your methods. So, <laughs> that being said, I will say to yes. our listeners. 
Tune yes. in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. I thought you were supposed to slide in next week. Did I? Because it's a slippery slope. You oh, yeah. Tune in. Oh, boo. Okay, I'll cut that out. Slide in. Slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. <laughs> or you can tune in. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs>